This is Dave. This is Reese. And this is Manic Joy, a podcast about life, love, and, and uncertainty. Hi, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Always Happy Manic Joy Podcast. Uh, how you doing, Reese? I've been better. <laughs> Reese is going through a little something right now. Why don't you tell us what's going on? Well, no, I'm not going to get into it because it's it's not fair to other parties that can't be there to defend themselves. But it's totally natural not to be happy and jolly and a good mood all the time. And right now I'm kind of sad, Reese, but I'm hoping to... Through conversation and not <laughs> unfortunately, the conversation wallowing. is with me, which no, doesn't help actually, things. No, it actually we had a nice conversation this afternoon when I was also struggling. I'm just struggling because something new popped up and <laughs> put me in a bad mood. When you know, I was just I had, I getting had, into I, a good I, mood. I had thought we had gotten to a place and we were doing good, and then bam. <laughs> No, you know, it's just, look, I'll never regret having kids. Like, it's kind of funny. Like, in high school, I was like, I don't want kids. That's terrible. Yeah. It's awful. Sounds like the worst thing. I used to do a lot of babysitting. I had little cousins. Like, they were a lot of work. And I was like, I don't, I don't want that. And then, I don't know, when I was like 25, my baby maker was like, ooh, Babies are cute. I want those. And I then, gotta give me one of them damn babies. Right. And then uh, you know, I found a mate that I felt like, hey, we can make some cute babies. Let's have babies. Do I know him? No, you don't know him. <laughs> uh, oh, there's Cookie in the backyard oh, where she great. shouldn't be. Great. Oh, good. Where's she going? She gonna join the podcast? She's speaking of cookies. Oh, we can make cookies. I might need to have cookies, cookies later. Yeah. That actually might make me feel <gasps> oh, God, better. That scared the crap out of me. Just so you know, the Dave picked up his drink and the coaster fell in his lap, and that oh, the coaster was him. stuck to the that bottom. That scared of the, him. That scared me. You good heard, to know uh, we're hence, safe. Hence my gasp in this house. I wasn't expecting um, it. But anyway, I love. I love. I'm going to start crying. That's okay. It's a safe space. I know. <laughs> It's a manic space. It's a, it is. It actually is. My whole life is a manic space. I love our girls so much. Too much. But I try not to love them in such a way where they're suffocated mm -hmm. and they can't grow and prosper and be the amazing humans that they are right now. And sometimes when, like, it's... It's already hard. They're going back to school this week. We had them for the summer. And it was so nice just knowing like at night when I go to bed and they check in, they're like, we're home. Or I know that they're home. And I know where they are. You know, it was it was nice. It was a little difficult. They're a little messy. <laughs> <laughs> Like having their stuff all over the house and half-eaten granola bars and shoes everywhere and everything is cluttered. 
uh, but that's not a terrible problem. And the dishes in the sink, like that just means we have food and the clutter just means that they're home and that's good stuff. Um, I'm just kind of bummed when they, bummed when they go back. Because then that means at some point, I mean, this is sophomore, sophomore year. And then by the time they graduate, who knows what's going to happen. And then that might be the time where they don't come home. They might get an apartment or have someone to move in with that they are with. And I don't know. It's just a lot. (laughs) So it's a crazy week this week coming up. Yeah, we've I'm had not a busy we've had a busy weekend. Week we've got a really busy week cuz it's a short week. We have uh, so we both and uh, we both have some things to do prepping for work. I have some things to get taken care of because we're about to go on vacation. We're about to go away for like a long weekend and the kids are also moving back to school because they start early because of sports and all that. And so needless to say, it's a very busy week. There's just a lot of moving pieces going on this week that we got a lot of stuff we're trying to get done. A lot of people were trying to get to places that they need to go and some other things figured out. And so it's a little bit stressful, which I think adds to whatever's going on at this particular moment that, that you're going through. You're not wrong. And, and you know, <laughs> uh, also, you know, other things in our lives that are also going on. And I think it, it's, it's a fair thing, right? And I think it's interesting that we had before when we were in a good mood, we had decided to, and so I think this makes it appropriate, actually. We're, we're going to talk, have an episode just about just parenting and and that whole thing that, you know, we've been going through this journey and and it constantly evolves. It constantly changes. It constantly, there's always something to do, I guess, in these situations, right? But at varying levels, because I think at, and, and we'll get into it here, but you I mean, just even to your point right now that like you're, you know, how are you feeling now, right? You can have great moments of uh, elation and joy and uh, misery and, and <laughs> turmoil, right? But to your point, like earlier, it's like, you know, you never wanted kids. I didn't. I I grew up an only child, didn't, you know, I had lots of, like my best friend around the corner, had Ruth Ann. I had my friends from school. I had cousins that I was very close with. So it was always, you know, entertained. It's not like I didn't have anybody, any anybody my age or whatever. And I just never thought that I would be a mom, like I would have kids. Like I didn't think that that was in my future. And then, you know, things change. That's why you never sure. like, yeah. you know, you should change and evolve and change your mind. That's fine because circumstances in your life happen and you, you know, and... I grew up, I was very lucky. I had two loving parents that loved each other, mm-hmm. like to a fault. Like they were so dependent on each other. They loved each other so much. And, you know, that was something I aspired to. I was hoping to find like a partner, but I, I just figured I'd have a bunch of pets, not kids, you know? And then when those girls came about in such a dramatic fashion too, like, you know, we've talked about uh, in the podcast of, you know, how they were born two months early and that whole drama. It just made them extra special to me. But I I did not want to do what my parents did, which was 
overprotect. Sure. Overprotect. Yeah. But I didn't want to under I agree with that statement. I, I also didn't want to underprotect because yeah. I did have friends that their parents just let them they were willy nilly. You want to be involved, right. I think is and we'll we'll talk about some of this stuff, but I, but I think to your point, right? Like you wanna be involved. And so Oh, so I want to stay on this 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 idea of like you didn't want to have kids, right? Because like I similarly, I think, did not want to have kids as well. I don't know what your specific reasons were when we can talk a little bit about that. But I would say for myself, like I think I was always worried having, I guess, one, my issues with my mother and the issues that she had, which we learned through my conversation with my dad. You know, she was bipolar one worrying about myself, like, am I going to be like that? And then two, is that something that I'm going to pass along to children, which mm -hmm. I never wanted to do, right? right? And so, uh, yeah, it was a, a sticky situation where I was a hard no, right? And to be fair, I think probably for a, hard, uh, for a while it was a hard no, I didn't want to get married either, right? Like, yeah. And to your point, things change. I think part of the reason why it was just such a, a huge responsibility that I didn't think that I would be up for it. I liked being able to, you know, I wanted to travel. I wanted to work. I, I wanted to teach. I wanted to do theater. And that requires a lot of time. I'm a napper. I've always been like nappy. I like to sleep. I like to sometimes just decompress and stay away from people. And I figure kids, that is like a 24 seven yeah. responsibility, I, you know, and I don't want to be neglectful. Like I didn't know how I was going to be like, I wasn't, I, I, I'll be honest. I wasn't very responsible. <laughs> like I, I, you, I know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no. I, how I got, I managed three different colleges and got my degree and did all this stuff and was able to work and have a career was kind of surprising to everyone, to everybody, especially myself. <laughs> uh, but now I think it's just the, the world is in such disarray. I worry about their future all the time, not because of us, just because of the world and other people. I just don't like things being out of my control. Yeah. So that kind of bothers me. I'm hoping we're giving them like, good life skills, like that they'll be able to fend for themselves when we're not here. Um, I am disappointed. There's some, some stuff that has come up. Like we have, so a part of this week is a family reunion yeah. that we're supposed to go to with a side of the family that pretty much all of them I haven't seen in close, some of them close to 30 years. Sure. Some of them I haven't met at all. There's little cousins that were born that I've never seen. I mean, it's, it's kind of a, a big deal. And I, I was hoping like, I just thought at this point, it'd be so amazing. Like, I'm so proud of the girls. Like, right, it'd be so great right. for us all to be there. So we're going to be going minus one. So that's part of the reason why I'm sad. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not their fault that they can't go. It's they have responsibilities. And I guess life, this is how things are going to go in life. Not everybody yeah. can... Yeah, party with you so, all the time because they have responsibilities. I, you know, listen. I'm glad. I'm glad we're. I'm actually glad we're talking about this, right? Because, like, I think this is kind of the thing, right? Is that like because, particularly with like social media in the world, like I think there's lots of things going on with all of that, right? Like in the sense that m most of the time, 
you're presenting, it's such a, a weird conundrum, right? Because like, I feel like most of the time people are presenting like the perfect or the idealized life, right? There's which that, does not exist. Which does not exist. Yeah. Then there's also the people that kind of go too far the other way where they're exposing so much that it's kind of like, eh, now you're just kind of doing no, this for attention, right? right? And But to be fair, like, I feel like, I don't know, I kind of feel like fuck social media, right? Because like, look, the only people I need to really, like, I need to have meaningful conversations with you. I need to have meaningful conversations with the girls and the people that I care about that I immediately right. am connected with all the time, right? right? Like, And that's kind of where I start to lean on this stuff, where I feel like all of this other stuff uh, starts to put these unnecessary demands and comparisons in the way that are, 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 are a huge problem. The in general, there's pressures. Right? There's yeah. pressures to have this and I'm, and I'm, I, idyllic, aesthetic, you know, yeah. a picturesque family yeah. or persona or lifestyle. Yeah. And life is so messy. It's so messy. And it's funny because, like, you were like, we don't have to, we don't have to do the podcast right now. And, you know, you went to go sit down and put on a TV show. And you want to know what? I could have sat there. And we could have watched a show or a movie, and I still would have sat there not paying attention. I would have been crying. I probably yeah. would have been in the bathroom. Yeah. It would not have been and, helpful and, and to I'm, me. I'm just trying to do what's best for what you want to do at this moment, but I'm glad actually you were like, no, let's go do this. No, because because as like we talked about earlier, sometimes you just need to talk some shit out. You need out. to talk it out. And, th- and so that's, I'm glad we are. That's uh, that's one of the things that I've been dealing with with myself. Like I find like sometimes I have stuff rolling around in my brain and if I don't it doesn't mean anything but if I don't just sometimes say it out loud so that I hear it and someone else hears it Mm -hmm. and I don't need it to be fixed but I just need it to be said out loud for some reason that sort of uh, levels out the stuff that's going on I don't know how to explain it no I hear what you're saying you know what I mean it's interesting well because like I think like look look I, I honestly do think like the act of talking it through, saying it out loud, all of that is very important it, it just in general. I mean, I do that at, at work. Like the other day I was in a meeting with someone. I'm like, oh, you know, we don't really have a lot to go over. I was like, well, let me talk you through what I'm doing on this thing. And like, thank you for letting me just say it out loud, right? Because I'm building this new keynote presentation. And sometimes you just need to say it and get a reaction from somebody or right. say where, oh, where does this need to change? That type of thing. And it's just the same in life, right? In but I general, feel like right? that's like important to do. But this is why I think it's important to do yeah. that, like face-to-face yeah. and with people. And I, I think that's one thing we learned today. I'm glad we, I mean, all right, like you pushed this and I pushed earlier, right? Like it was good that we did that with each other and, and on some level where your real timing this episode, right? Because, you know, we're going through something that is immediate right now. Well, and that's the other thing too, is that I'm working on being more honest with myself because I always constantly feel like I have to be on. And as someone who is my type of personality, which is, I mean, I guess I'm an- Shitty? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes no, I'm shitty. No, I, sometimes I, I, I am. I say that in jest. No, I but am I am. But horrible. I'm, <laughs> you were also shitty. But uh, as someone who's an extrovert with a little tiny uh, sprinkle of introvertedness, because sometimes mm-hmm. I need to shut mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. and 
and take a break and recharge. Uh, but as someone who's an extrovert, everybody just expects me to be on and be happy and be yeah. silly and be funny. Like sometimes like, oh, invite Reese. It'll be funny. It'll be, It'll fun. be fun. Which it will be. Eventually, but if I'm, Eventually. Sometimes I'm not <laughs> feeling it, like I'm not, I wasn't feeling this. Like yeah. I was all about it. You handed me the piece of paper. I was ready. And then I found out a little information that kind of made me, I'm mad. And like, the lesson I is feel here, like I want to. Sometimes too much information is too much information. Well, <laughs> I feel like. You don't always need to know the full right. story. Here's the thing. I, I no. grew up in a household that with my family, God love them. To, but uh, sometimes yeah. they I know what would you're gonna say, and so it's hide yeah. information I, I from me that. that wouldn't get me upset. But then I'd find out later on about it, and I'm like, which is worse because then I'm like, yeah. why didn't you tell me? Yeah. But I'm also like, hey, just tell me. But I'm also yeah. Sometimes hey, tell me, but you, you can leave some stuff right. out because were, I can't hear that because that's, that's gonna, gonna set, set me, me off. off. Exactly, and, I, and so, I've been set <laughs> off. <laughs> yes, I, so I was like, you know. You were good with the original amount of mm -hmm, information you had. Mm -hmm. You didn't need to know more. Well, then I found out a little bit more, yeah. and I and so and and listen. So here's what I was I, I was trying to say earlier is that I I with you am upset because as parents, right? And we'll get into some more of this, right? But as parents, and you know, seeing one for you, seeing people that you haven't seen in a long time. We're proud of the girls. I'm so you proud wanna of them. Show, I just want to show there's, them there's, off. There's a selfishness to it, which yes. is right. You want to show them off. You, you know what? Be, and you're right. right. It's a little bit I'm being there's selfish. That. There's that, right? And 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 not not in a negative way. I know. Not because I, I am know. also. I want to show them off, right? And I say that to them, like, look, part of you coming is like, yeah, we want you to meet these people, and we want you to meet this other part of your family, but also we want to show you off because but we're I, proud of you. But right? I also don't want to be. And I guess. Putting the work pressure, done, but yeah. But I also yeah. don't want to ever put pressure, especially on my children. Of course. Or on you, like the people that I love. I would never want to put pressure on someone who I love to do something that they're not comfortable doing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to do that. And I know that there's been so many sacrifices that we've all done for each other in this house you know what I mean? Like we've all done stuff that we're like, oh, I really don't want to do that, but I love you and sure. I'm going to do that. Yeah. But this isn't even, <laughs> this isn't even it. Yeah. It's not, it's like some of it is out of their control. And that's a thing that drives me nuts because it shouldn't be the way that it is, yeah. but it is. And that's how life is. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to work through it, yeah. but it, but my personality is I get extremely like right now, if someone tried me, like I shouldn't be driving <laughs> and I shouldn't be around yeah, anybody no. that's going to set me off because I, I'm a, I'm in the try me. You're at threat level midnight. I'm, I'm in the f around and find out I might <laughs> punch you and you didn't think I can punch you. Like people don't realize. Like I'm a pretty violent. My rage knows, knows no bounds. It knows no. I'm untethered, and my rage knows no bounds. This, I'm sometimes, this I sometimes I am true. sometimes Dennis from yes. It's Always Sunny. I I feel that, but. Like people don't realize, I am a volatile, sure, angry, oh, I, and I know, person. I realize, I, I know this very but all, all too well. But I've listened since we've moved here. I've calmed down a lot. Like my well, rage. And listen, has and we've gotten settled. older, and I think we'll, we'll talk about some of these things, right? But we've we've gotten older too, and as you get older, you start to recognize things, or you realize some of those things that you really cared a lot about, or were like 
passion, not passion. I'm using the wrong words, but like just some things don't are, are not as important. Let's put it that way. Right. I think that's what I want to say. Right. Some things are just not as important as the weight you put at, put on them at a time when you didn't realize what important really meant. How about that? Right. Uh, And, and what's worse about that now is that some things are so important (laughs) that weren't important before that I can kind well, of be like, eh, that's, that's also, not a big deal. Also true. Also and true. I yeah. get, I don't know. I I don't even know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm going to have a lot to work on this week. I think it's going to put some stuff in perspective and keep me busy and, and switch my focus. And I'm hoping that everything that is being sacrificed is worth it is yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. So let's say this. So knowing this is where we're at, and Reese is at a raw moment, everyone. But I think this is good. But I want to I want to move us to what our discussion is. And if we start thinking about, based on what we've said so far, and we've talked about this briefly, but let's get into it a little bit more. Let's get a little deeper into this very special question. On a, on a very special. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a very joy. special <laughs> manic joy in some levels. So what were your initial feelings when you learned that you were going to be a parent? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's actually, it's weird because without getting too specific, when it happened, I knew that it happened. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. No, that I, def- happened. I definitely knew. I mean, I think we both did. We both had a moment of like, okay, if, Something's going to happen. That, that, that was, was probably it. the time right. to happen. But and, it, and we were right. Apparently, apparently. That's when it happened. That was it. It was like, I just knew, like, I don't know about other women when they find out, but I just knew something was different. Like mentally, physically, I felt mm, different. Yeah. And I had so tell me, taken the pregnancy test yeah. and I was like, oh. That came out positive real quick. It was like a couple of weeks. Like my period like was supposed to happen, but I wasn't sure. And then I was like, let me just take a test just in case. And it came positive. And then I go to the I go to my GYN and he's like, You're kinda early, but I guess we can check. And he's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know. And then he's like, all right, come back. Oh, wait a minute. But Dave Charest? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> uh, he's got swimmers. So uh, so then he's like, come back in like another month. And we go back. And that's that's core memory. I go in. He's like doing whatever he's doing. The Doing the sonogram. Not sonogram. What is it? The thing? Ultrasound. The ultrasound. And he's like, oh. Oh, I see something. And I'm like, oh my God, I have cancer. It's cancer. I have cancer. And he's like, no. And he starts laughing. He's like, there's another heartbeat. I'm like, what? (laughs) He's like, I I think there's two babies there. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And the best, I came out and I go into the waiting room and you're sitting there. And I give you like, I I show you two fingers. And you're like, yeah, peace. Peace, dude. No, no. (laughs) There's two of them, and I that car ride home, 
Who laughed and who cried? Oh, a little bit of both. I like, think there was It was laughter. funny. I was like we laughing like, and you were crying. And, and then, then we, we went back for the next visit. And, then, and was, then I was crying and then you were laughing. There was a lot of things going and on. There was a lot of emotions. So I just wanted to say earlier on, you might have heard some background noise. And one of the things that we've learned through parenting through the years, uh, 18 years of parenting now, is that if a door is closed... The kids do not seem to realize that sound still travels. <laughs> <laughs> I do and that so, too, though. Uh, well, also, Reese does not. <laughs> Actually, funny story. So I got this. So I, for work, I have to do a lot of uh, like interviews, and I do some live recording, and I do webinars. And so when I am going to be live, and I'm in the office and closing the door, I let everybody know that. You used to like stick a piece of paper on so, the door yeah. that says. I'm recording a webinar. Shh. Yeah. yeah. And, it, <laughs> and so, and it works. It it's works, effective. But then you got fancy. And then I was like, you know, I want to get one of those like recording signs or on air signs is what I got. So I got one of those and I put it above the door. And when I'm recording, I turned it on. So it glows that. And I said like, look, this is the new sign. I'll still let you know. But when you see the light on. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just, just want you to know basically, that day that you did that, I saw it. I was being as quiet as I could. Yep. But you said you were starting at 2.30 and it was still like so the, the, the before re- that. The realization is, no, no, no. This was after. If the light's on, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right? That's the rule. But That's you said rule. 2.30. It doesn't matter what I said. The light's on, <laughs> shut the fuck up. And so luckily I had finished. I was done. But the light's still on. I was finishing up. I was doing the transferring of the recordings and all of that stuff to make sure everything was good. And then I hear them, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. What dress are you wearing? Blah, 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 blah. And I come excited. out, I'm like, hey, way to respect the sign, assholes. Way to respect the sign. Listen, I found <laughs> the most gorgeous dress for $15 at Savers for the it wedding. Was nice. it was and very I was nice. super stoked. And one of the girls had just come home and I was like, oh my God, look at this. Like it was like, <laughs> I don't know. We couldn't contain the excitement. So I apologize. I'll be more mindful next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so back to the question. Yeah. So for me, I guess I was both excited, of course. This is before we knew it was twin- twins. We just knew it, we were pregnant. Excited about that because, you know, I guess I'm I'm kind of like, my mentality in things is like you set things in motion, meaning like, okay, like, I guess that's, I'm trying, I'm thinking through it now, right? As I'm processing, answering this question. And like, I find myself a lot of the times being like, okay, here's a motion I'm going to go in. And as I set on that motion, then it becomes, okay, let's see what happens. Right. And then you deal with what happens. And I mean, I think that's a pretty healthy way to look at it in some instances because I'm not a. Sometimes that's a little difficult to do because some people, I do this sometimes myself, I pre plan yeah. outcomes. Right. So <laughs> I am more of a broad strokes person in, in many of that, right? Meaning is as in, okay, I know I need to do these things to go in that direction and that's where I want to go, but I'm not a type that needs to plan every interaction up to that, right? And so I think there's probably a happy medium where I can take some of that and put that in there, but like that's kind of how I go, right? And so my point is that 
deciding to marry you in a situation where I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to get married, but now, okay, things have changed. I want to get married. Children are, of course, a part of marriage, right? Or being a couple and doing that. And so not that we planned it, nor were we, nor was it, so I guess this is a thing too, right? Where it was like, to my point, what I'm saying here is that like, okay, this is the direction we're going in and this is where this thing happens. And so that's the thing. Okay. But I feel like our right. So I was excited. Our about journey it. was always kind of like that, though. Like I didn't think I was going to meet you right. when I met well, you. Of course, yeah. And then I met you, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." You thought I was <laughs> meh. This, this is cool. Yeah, but you thought I was meh, and no, actually, I thought you were meh. <laughs> that is not better. That is actually worse than what I said. Cool, uh, cool. Excited yeah, about cool. that, and then. We were like, hey, all right, we kind of, this is kind of working. I enjoy your company, vice versa, went along with that. And I think everything just kind of went from there. Even when we eloped, we didn't plan to elope. We were just like, hey, we're going to go to Coachella. We'll stop off in Vegas. It was a let's see what happens. Yeah, if something pops up, because we bought the dress there, you bought your blazer. We we did everything when we were there. We did everything, like, kind of like, you know, willy-nilly, and then, like, but I think once we found out we were going to have the girls, everything changed. Yeah. So the course of like responsibility well, and settling course, right? down so, really became. So this is the second part of this, right? Yeah. My answer to this first question is that like, yes, I was excited for us, right? Because like, okay, this becomes, this becomes a new chapter. Yeah. Two, also scared shitless. Yeah. Right? Because not so much that like look, I have never doubted myself in terms of I'm going to f- I'm going to be able to figure out what I need to do. Although as I get older that becomes an issue, which is odd because it's a whole different set of things as, you know, some some of what we've talked about today right. as you get older things are different. But at the time because you're young and stupid and you don't know what you don't know, and and I I'm gonna rephrase that because I don't think you're young and stupid. You're young and you just know confident. what you know. You're you're you're, you're young and yeah. eager to take on whatever yeah. it is, right? Right. And that's a good thing, I think. But I was scared because of the reasons I mentioned earlier. Right. I was scared because I was like, oh, fuck. Now you have to hope, I guess, as every parent does, that they're gonna be okay, right? From a time they're born standpoint right before before we fuck them up right they're gonna be right. okay enough to to be fuck uppable <laughs> right. without it being too much of a problem do you well, know what i'm saying but the, and the and thing- i say that hold on before you go, go, ahead, I, go I i say that with full respect for anybody because one of the questions we'll talk about here a little later like anybody going through anything with it i nothing but the utmost respect for people who have to deal with the other and not just what we would deem as normal. I don't want to use that term right? because like, I don't, I I think we've all got our shit. Like everybody's got something. Right. And so there's no real normal, right? but there are people that have to deal with things to extenuating circumstances. And I have nothing but the utmost respect for people who do that because I like to think I could, but not having been through it, I, I don't know. You, Right. So go just into, I'm saying it with this respect. This is your child yeah. and you go into 
you switch it up and you're just like, okay, this is not my life anymore. You go into a different mode. This yeah. is. I'm sure. Me, I'm sure. And I'm, I feel it as though we It becomes your life. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. you don't even question it because there was a time when we would go for the sonograms and there was like one point where the doctor was like, oh, we kind of see something on the neck yeah, yeah, yeah. of one of them and thing, yeah. it could be a thing. And I was like, all right, you know what? Whatever the thing is, it's going to be what it's going to be. And we're going to deal with it. As it happens, you know, like I never thought twice about if something happened and, it, it, you know, I, I don't know. But we went by the seat of our pants, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then we were also lucky that we had a good group of people around us that were helpful. Like when we were in Queens and we had our friends that lived downstairs, they, the, and they were guys, our guy friends would come upstairs after work, come see me, come see the babies, come help me. Like they were so good. Like we had a good group of friends. I was lucky that I had my mom and my grandmother used to come and like help me. And then we'd come visit here in mass and your father and Carol were always yeah. just awesome. So, I mean, I think that's a good point to mention. And I, and I, I feel for people that may not have as good of a support system, but right. I think in some levels, I mean, like, look, this is, uh, this is why life is so hard, right? Because there's so many variables involved in the things that you're doing and the places that you end up that in some instances, right? Like I could say, Hey, you know, well, uh, too bad for you. Like everybody can do this, but not everybody can. No. And so that's fine. Yeah. But I think the, the, the thing to recognize is that if you are bringing a child into the world, you need to get over yourself and know that there are resources available. There are people available. There are, it blows my mind how many great people there are in the world that are willing to help others. Mm. Because you don't hear about it a lot, right? Yeah. The news spends so much time on the negative. Exactly. And because those are the things that get people's attention that exactly. it it heartens me yeah. when, I mean, I just had a conversation this weekend with, you know, someone who's the executive director of a, a, a veterans farming community, right? So to help people and their families, you know, dealing with suicidal thoughts and things like this, right? And And it's like, man, that conversation was great. Right. And to have that with somebody that is like, you know, in probably the second act of their life, right. To be like, this is the first time I really feel like I'm doing something that I'm enjoying and meaningful and all of that. Right. Like, and it's like, well, there the are people that do these things that right. are there. They want to help. There's stuff that you can do yeah. to be helpful and give you a sense of purpose. Yeah. And there's also, but I think part of it is just get out of your own way. Right. Right. Well, I think that's part of it too, that we feel like we have to have. We're alone answers. and right. we're afraid to right. open up to people right. and rightly so in many instances, but also recognize that, you're not going through anything that likely someone else someone hasn't else's. been through before. Well, and that's why when you were just like, we don't have to do this. I'm like, you know what? Let me just do it because I don't know. Maybe if someone hears this yeah. and they're having a hard day and they're like, <laughs> uh, well, maybe I should go and do something that. I'm, I, I'm laughing because I'm not going to belittle what you're saying, but I, it is also, I want to acknowledge the ridiculousness of it. Cause someday you might have the choice between doing a podcast or not doing a I'm podcast. I'm not saying a podcast, David. I'm saying- I know, but it's just funny. What I really wanted to do yeah. is take my fist sure. and punch it through 
many of the different <laughs> glass windows that we have in the house, which is my thing of choice that I like to punch. Yeah. And I want to go in my room and just cry for the rest of the night and be depressed and and have a little pity party by myself and be really pissed off at the universe because that is how I get when I get really upset. And yeah. I feel like those you won't like her when those feelings that. are valid. I feel like when you're sad or depressed or upset, I feel like denying that and trying to hide it or suppress it is the worst thing you can do. And I'm lucky that I have outlets um, in order to do that. I feel like sometimes people should also have counseling. Like when, when I first moved here, I was in bad shape. Like yeah. my mom was sick and was making me feel a little guilty about moving here. I had a lot of stress going on and I went and I saw someone and they helped me work through some of the feelings that I had. And I used those coping skills that they taught me in order to get through experiences like this. Listen, the way I'm feeling is very valid. It's just as valid as someone else who is upset about whatever else they're going through. Like yeah. these, all these things are valid. It doesn't matter. It could be, you got a flat tire or, you know, the food that you were looking forward to isn't available or like, it seems like these are like little minute things, but if it's something that brings you joy, that makes you happy and you don't get it. And it's like, maybe like the straw that broke the camel's back and it just puts you over the edge. Well, there's, yeah, it's there's something valid. Going on you know what there, I mean? Right? Like, yeah. so yeah. Okay. I decided to sit and talk with you and talk about sadness and yeah, which is great. I think that that's important because I feel like a lot of people don't allow that discussion. And going back to what we talked about is that everybody has to put on the persona of, Oh, yeah. look how happy we are. And I'm great. so happy. And it's everything is awesome. I blame Tegan and Sarah. Really? It's actually, it's their fault. Yeah. 2020. Okay. That was really a, a, not the song for, <laughs> Anyway, so what else here, got Dave? Here's, here's what I'd like to know. What was the most unexpected challenge you faced as new parents? <laughs> this right now. Whoa, interesting. Okay, I'm going to go a different road. And I'm going to say uh, the fact that they were born what, two months early. Was it two months, three months? Two months. Uh, November, right? So December, January. I mean, close to three months. Yeah. Right? Close yeah. to three They're months early. They're supposed to be born in February. So, so to me, I mean, that was a challenge. I mean, because I'm not saying that it wasn't. I'm no, saying no, I that know. it I I had to be honest with everything that was going on in 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 my life at that time, like just <laughs> So I'm 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 thinking of this in the early years, right? I, yeah, so I'm I should just probably saying, like, state that first. In early years, what was the biggest challenge? Nine eleven and then my dad got sick and then he died and then my grandmother got sick. And like I went through like a series of traumatic things yeah. so that when this happened with the girls at that point, I was kind of like, Of Numb. course, of course, <laughs> of course this that's is happening. What's happening yeah. But the fact that they were in the NICU and the nurses were so great, and I feel like we were really very lucky with that where they were. Well, that's, they were in the best place that they could be. And we had doctors that were like, hey, yeah. they'd be doing better yeah. out than in. Right. Let's get them out. So, and listen, at that point, we were supposed to be having a big Thanksgiving with the Turducken. Yeah, yeah. We were yeah. supposed to have like a bunch of people at the house. That didn't work out the way we wanted. And I felt like so I think, for me, it was like, oh, yeah, of course that happened. Yeah. Well, 
so, I mean, this is one of the things I would say to anybody that's, because we've had people or I've known people that have gone through this, like post us going through it. And as you're saying, that was the big thing for us. That was like, you know, they're where they need to be. Yep. Because if they were with that us. That was hard to hear too. And yeah. that sucked not being able to if, be with them every day. If they, well, but I mean, we were just not all the time. Right. right? Well, and so we went there every night. Except for those moments when we had problems, mechanical issues. That was the one night. Yeah. The one night that yep. they were supposed to come home. Yep. That we, we got had, the flat, we had tire, a flat tire. And we, and had, we couldn't go. But it, this is the thing. This is why now, this is why I was like crying at the beginning because it's like we, I got to have them back all summer from being away at school. I'm going to start crying again. And now I got to send them back out. And I don't yeah. know, like, I'm not going to get to see them every day. Like, I got to trust that they're going to be okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And some of those things are out of my control at this point. And that was the same thing when they were in the NICU. Yeah. We got to see them and hold them for a little bit, but then at the end of the night, they were still asleep in a hospital. Yeah. Like they weren't home with us. But that's, I mean, to, to the, the point of what we're saying here, right. Is that they were where they needed to be so that they could be strong enough to come home. Right. But I also think it was good for you because oh, some you had some time those couple of months that they were in the NICU. Yeah. Like, yes, it was hard on us in terms of like, okay, at the end of the day, we would get back and then we would go to the hospital. And at the time we were living in Queens and they were in Brooklyn and the traffic on the BQE was, was horrible. Horrendous. And so it yeah. took us over an hour to get there. Like, you know, so it wasn't easy to do emotionally or technically, right? Just in terms of getting there. But I do think it was good for you emotionally and physically to recover from having birthed well, <laughs> two children. C- it was a C-section. Right. And, but I mean, that's a lot to re- you know, recover from because yeah. you're dealing with an external injury yep. that needs to heal. Yep. You can't bend. You can't pick things up. Yep. Like, you I know, couldn't so, even drive. Yeah. Like, yeah. So there was, a, we had, I think what I'm grateful for is the opportunity for you to heal. Yeah. So that when they came home, oh, and they did such a great jobs with their lungs because oh, uh, yeah, they were screamers. They were very vocal. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the, the thing, time. right? Like it was a, uh, it was, it was, um, you know. Again, I, I, I try not to dwell on. I never do the "woe is me" or the "why." I always do the "okay." Here's our situation. This must be the situation we need to de- deal with and and, right. and learn from. And I think. You know, that's what it's like. I always try, you know, me, I always try to put it like some type of positive spin on it, right? Like, okay, like this is, this is where we're supposed to be right, right now at this particular time. And I do think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, so many things came that were good from that, right? Like, I think of, you know, yes, it was hard, it was a challenge, but also because they were born early and they were considered preemies, they got access to, therapists that came to see them when they we did to bring them home like right. occupational therapists and those and therapists stayed with us for like two years because they <laughs> they yeah. were wonderful they were really great beings, with the girls i think really they good with the girls they taught us a lot yeah in how to help them the best thing they develop. ever taught me and i i couldn't believe it when yeah. the ot therapist was like i'm gonna teach you to how to deal with when they fall. We're going to work on 
falling. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, what, so, what? And they're like, yeah, at some point they're going to start like scaling. They're going to be holding on to like couches and tables and walls and they're going to fall. And you're going to learn that how you react is how they react. So if they fall, you go, oh, you fell. You yeah. can't be like, oh my God, are you okay? Yeah. And they taught me that. This and is, I was like, that is probably the best advice of, yeah, that I ever Yeah, that's one of the big got. things I'll say to people. And actually one of the things that I wrote down for the answer in the next section here in, in terms of like as they're, they're growing and they're getting into the toddler years. So yeah, like I wrote down literally don't react when they fall. Dude. On their, like, I, I want to say was it was such their, a big thing for their us. second birthday in Queens. They wanted an Elmo because at that point their first words were Dada, second words were Elmo, no L, Elmo, and then Mama, Dada, then Elmo, then Mama. That's fine. I was totally fine with that. So they wanted <laughs> the Elmo birthday party, and we went through this whole thing, cleaned out the apartment, got everything all set up get them all dressed. They had like these little black and white little dresses on. So cute with like little berets, little red berets. So cute. All of a sudden, I, for two seconds, I turned my back just before people showed up and the two of them, like garbage pickers, went into the garbage and found an old expired pack of the X-Lax that used to be the chocolate. <laughs> they found it out of the garbage and ate it. Yeah. They ate expired chocolate X-Lax about half an hour before people showed up for their birthday party. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, this could be a shitty party <laughs> or nothing will happen. And uh, nothing happened. It was fine. But I was like, are you kidding me right now? Luckily like, we were at the age where people expect them to be shitting. Right. So well, at, when they were first born, yeah. we used to call them the human garbage disposal because they would eat and then burp, yeah. like everything would, they yeah. would, Vomit on everybody. So I'll say this, right? I think just to go back to the whole don't react when they fall, the whole thinking here is that like if you think about what happens with a child, particularly when there's an instance of trauma, right? right. Like when something happens, right? the first thing they do is instinctually like look, look you. to you. What are you doing? Like, ooh. And and I know your instinct as a parent is to be like, oh my God, is 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 it are they okay? Right? Like Oof. And the best thing you can do is just look at them like, yeah, that happened. Because if you give like, a, oh, no, and right. you start to freak out, they take that energy and they start to freak right. out. And so the best thing you can do is just give like almost like a non-reaction. Because then oftentimes they'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm fine. That happened, right? And the best it's like, part okay, is yeah. and you, Then you'll know if it's like a real thing once you need you to pay attention through, right, to. Right? Once you get through all that and you teach them about regulating emotions and not using it as a weapon, both parent and child sure, yeah. do that to each other. Later on, I found, like especially when they were like starting school and they were about five or six, I started to be realistic with them about emotions because sometimes they would see me be sad or see me angry. And I would tell them like, this is why, this is the emotion I'm feeling. This is why I feel this way. Because again, I wanted them to know if you're angry about something, that is, you have, that is valid. You should be angry, but you can't sit with it so long that it stays with you. You know, so I just remember like, Whatever, there were times where they would upset me. 
and I would start crying and then they would come over and they didn't know why. And I'm, I'm like, I'm crying because you guys are, you're upsetting me. You're upsetting me. You're, you're not doing what I'm asking you to do or you're being mean or whatever it is. And eventually we got to a point where they, they would be like, mama, you okay? Like they would come and comfort me. And I mean, I even read like a Facebook memories from a couple of days ago where we were in this house in mass. I went upstairs to the bedroom because I just got sad. I was just sad about something. And they were up there hanging out. They must have been like 10 or 11. And I went up there and I said to them, I was like, I'm, I'm just feeling sad. Can I hang out with you guys? They're like, yeah. <laughs> so they went and they got me like, they had used to have like a jar of like lip balm. So they got me like a, the <laughs> jar of lip balm. They're like, mama, pick one of these out. Another one got me candy from Halloween from like three years ago. Um, and we just sat there and they, they comforted me and made me feel better. And I'm like, okay, I think we did good. Like they were able to like, and they, and um, it's like that with them now. Like, yeah. I don't want to hide things from them. I don't want to make them give them guilt trips. I'm, honest with them. So are you. And I feel like even when they get upset or like, I know Emily was upset like a couple of weeks ago about something and she didn't want to talk about it. And she clearly like really visibly upset about something. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave you alone. Just so you know, mm -hmm. I'm here. Yeah. You can talk to me. You cannot talk to me. And I said, whatever you're feeling is valid, feel it, but don't, don't let it sit too long. Yeah. Call one of your friends if you don't want to talk to me, you know, and they, they have uh, phone numbers of like my friends that they can always commiserate with. I always had my godmother on speed dial. Like anytime I would get mad at my mother, I would call my godmother Yeah, and I had her like, it's good to have someone to bounce things off of. And then eventually Emily, Emily and, and I went out Emily. Emily and I went out the other day to go get our nails done uh, for a wedding that we just went to. And we talked about why she was upset. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, she's like, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to get you upset. And I was like, I appreciate that. And we had a, it was just so nice to have an adult conversation yeah. with, with my kid. Like it was nice, you yeah. know, I don't know. All right, so, so here's, what, here's what I'm going to propose. Okay. I've got two more questions, mm -hmm. which we're still kind of talking about, like the childhood areas, mm -hmm. and then we'll pause, okay. and we'll pick up a part two of this. Okay. Because I feel like we've been talking for a while, yep. and, and as and apropos, we have some parenting things that we need to do yep. here. So that's fine. Uh, so my question to you, I want to end on a couple of positive notes, but like, can you remember a time that, we felt like we had a parenting win for the first time. Ooh. I felt like we had a couple. I mean, I feel like we've had a lot. Yeah. But like early on, let's start with there. Can you think of something? I can. Give me, give me yours. I think when we finally got them to the point where they had a bedtime, mm -hmm. and that's when they were going to bed. Yeah. And we would put them in the room, and we would put them down, and they eventually would go to sleep. Which the best part of that is they would go to sleep and then they would scream out in the morning, can we get up yeah, now? They would actually wouldn't get out of the bed. So even when they were, <laughs> yeah, when they got to the point where they were no longer in a crib and they were in like a bed that they could literally just stand up and get out of, <laughs> they would yell from the other room when they woke up, 
can we get up now? <laughs> it was great. It was that really was good. Fun. And yeah. I would say to add to that is when, like, on a weekend, instead of getting up and waking us up at six o'clock in the morning, mm. I just taught them, here's what here's where the snacks are that you can have. Yeah. Don't eat anything else you're not supposed to eat. Here's where the snacks are. Here's where your drinks are in the fridge. Here's how to use the remote. This is when we were in Brooklyn too. I was like, if you have to, your grandmother should be up. You can go upstairs. I said, but don't wake me up. Look at the time. When that says 7.30, whatever it was, or 8, whatever time I would give them, that's when you can come wake me up. I said, but you don't touch anything else. Do your snacks, put on the TV. They didn't even have like iPhones or iPads growing no, up. They had then, none no. of that. And sometimes they would go up to, and I was like, if your grandmother isn't up, don't wake her up. Mm -hmm. Although they would, and she would get up because <laughs> that's how she rolled. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, and so I, and then they got to the point where they would dress themselves for kindergarten. Yeah, and the first time I had to put a note in their folder to their teacher, who was the absolute best. I'm still friends with her to this day yeah. on Facebook, and I said to her, please don't call. Child Protective Services. I'm <laughs> letting them express, express themselves, yeah. and this is what they wanted to wear. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I would say when we moved here, and we I would go to the parent teacher conference, mm -hmm. and they would just gush. Okay. So about this, how great they were. I want to pause you there because yeah. this kind of gets me into the last question, okay. right? Which is because I had similar answer for this. Mm -hmm which was what memorable milestone do we did we celebrate and why was it significant? And to me, it's what you're saying here, right? When we would, both even back in Brooklyn, but even when we brought them here, yep. is when the teachers would, to your point, gush about how great they were in the classroom. I guess basically that's what it is, right? Like when strangers are like, I mean, even this is even recently, right? Like I, I can think back to, uh, I forget what it was, a, we were at a party after a funeral and somebody that I went to high school with was like, oh my God, I met your girls and they're amazing. And then I was like, of course, they're your girls. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they didn't know who they were, right? And just like, to your point here, like that, not that we care what other people think, right? but knowing that, that's how they're perceived in the world, I think is a better way to think of it, is the fact that it, I, it, it makes us feel like we're doing good. I think and that's that like they a, are better ding, people yeah. than I could ever be. And they're just getting started. I agree. They're, just, <laughs> they're 18 and they're getting started. When I was 18. And a life you know it. I, yep. No, pretty much I was a Skid Row song. <laughs> I was a terrible person. Like I was okay. But I, uh, you were meh. They're so shut up, Dave. <laughs> they, I, I, you know what? And 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 then we can do a part two yeah. unless you want to do another one. But the thing is, all the time I think about and what gets me choked up, and it's probably going to happen now. I think about. The other day I was in the, you were working, the girls were working. Uh, so in the summer, I feel no shame. I'm off. It's my vacation. Yeah. I got two months in the summer. I put my ass in that pool. I have myself a drink. And I just, I float around and I'm just, because I love our house. I love the pool. This is what I, this is what I wanted. Yeah. Like growing up, I wanted a, a nice backyard, a, 
a nice pool and everybody leave me alone, right? So the other day I'm floating in the pool and I'm thinking to myself and I get all choked up and I'm like, look at this. Like I got a pool, everybody's working, things are great. I was like, can you imagine if my father was still alive? First of all, he'd be in the pool with me, smoking mm-hmm. a cigar, mm-hmm. Reesey. Tell Dave to hurry up at work. Like, tell him <laughs> to hurry up. You know what I mean? Like he'd yeah. be like, you know, and and just not only just the pool and the house and everything, but him and my mother would have just seen them driving around, working, doing all this stuff, being so self-sufficient and gorgeous. And then, you know, we took them, they were invited to our good friend's wedding to not only be a part, you know, attend, but also kind of care for the little little kids that were there. And just watching them, like, it was a nice form of birth control. I think, <laughs> I think they were like, oh my God, these kids are crazy. But, yeah. but just watching them be responsible and just how gorgeous they look, like all dolled up, like all dressed up. And Johnny did my makeup. And I just, I don't know, my parents would have been, I think, over the moon. And some days I feel really sad that they missed out on that a yeah. little bit, but, but that makes watching. me so you proud. Know they're watching. I know, I know, I that know. That card moves around a lot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All yeah. the time chirping. I know. You hear it, right? I know. I Every know. time in the pool. All right. So here's what I'm going to say. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll do a part two of this because we have some questions now that kind of lead us into entering the teenage years and where we're at now. And so we'll finish it out in another episode. Okay. But this was a good conversation. I feel better. I feel better Good, that I'm we talked it did. out. Thanks, babe. Yeah. Hey, no problem, babe. I'm going to go punch a window. Yeah. So, oh, well, here's the <laughs> trick. Johnny and I have to run out for a little bit. Uh, we'll see how, what shape you're in when we get back. Okay. That'll be the big thing. Okay. Anyway. All right. Uh, I love you. I love you. I'm glad we're doing this thing together. Me too. All right. Okay. Hey, friends. Life is a group project. Be kind to each other. We got the right stuff.